This, 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 Hello, this is Nick, and this is episode 24 of the Fight Disciples podcast. This month's episode, this week's episode, I should say, is uh, called Old Friends. Now, the reason being is Adam, my co-presenter, is off sunning himself somewhere on the costas with his young family. So I thought I'll pounce on the opportunity of bringing an old mate of mine into the studio and we can talk fighting and go off on other mad tangents, which is what he likes to do. So, Mr. Tony Dodson, welcome to the Fight Disciples studio. Pleasure as always. Pleasure as always. It's been a while. I like mate. the way you've caught up for I'll, a while. I like the way you, you're emphasising old a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you old. This makes me feel so young. Look at the two of us. We've got grey in our beards. There's oh, nothing you can do about I'm it. I'm young now. than you, so. You've <laughs> oh, got no, more hair than me, but I'm younger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got the scar tissue. Don't no, I know, I know. Uh, to be fair, though, it's improved me looks, the scars and the flat <laughs> nose. So I had a big, massive carrot nose and I just, I was ugly. I was an ugly kid, so getting my face rearranged sort of helped. <laughs> well, I, I'm assuming it did. How's, uh, how's things with you, mate? It's been yeah. a while. We haven't caught up for a while, so what's, go- what's going on with you professionally? Come on, frustrating, frustrating for me. I mean, at the minute, I'm, I'm, I'm training, I'm, I'm taking over doing what I can do, basically swimming, upper body work. Um... The biggest struggle for me is mentally because I'm I'm such an active person and you know I've been fighting since the age of six. For me not to be able to throw a punch is really frustrating. And, yeah. You know it 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 triggers my anger mechanism every now and then. But um, but you've you know, had layoffs before. Why is this one so frustrating? Cause, because cause you're in the, the no, back end of your career now. Or? No, it's because I had a, such a massive opportunity. Because yeah. I was I was there. I was within touching distance. I'd have beat Jose Burton. Yeah. I'd have gone on to possibly get a European title shot. You get a European title shot. You get a world ranking. You know, I could have made up for so much, so many injuries, so much time wasted, so many so many years on the sidelines because of injuries. I could have made up for lost time, and I felt like I was. It's like in the gym, everything was going too good to be true. I yeah. was expecting something to go wrong. I mean, uh, my weight was perfect, which is, as you know, being a personal friend, you know that's always been my biggest yeah. issue. Yeah. I was literally six pound overweight three weeks before the fight. I've never done that. that I mean, I lost 10 pound or more in the Smith fight. Do you know what I mean? So with yeah. three weeks out, I'm six pound overweight. My strength and conditioning was going perfect. Me, me sparring was absolutely the best it's ever been. Wow. Um, my time and everything I was getting asked to do, I was doing it with flying colours, you know. Especially at my age, when you get to, like, to this stage of your career, you, you're ex- a lot of people tend to flag a little bit. They're not as good as they was, don't don't get the times that they used to get, not, don't feel as strong and, you know, physically as good as they ever have. But I, mine was the total opposite, I was flying. So it's frustrating from that sense, especially to have, you know, such a... Such a stage, yeah. Goodison Park, sun cracking the flags, live on Sky Sports, British title fight, you know. Don't get me wrong, Jose Burton's a good fighter. Yeah, I do, yeah. but I just think he, he's really untested. I think I could have could have, you know, brought something to the table that he wouldn't have been able to deal with. Yeah. But listen, that, that bloody hell. My my career, throughout my whole career. Every no, chance. I know, yeah, every exactly. chance. That, that's, and that's what that's why when the fight was initially announced, that's why I kinda of thought this is what he deserves. This is what yeah. he's kind of build, building towards, and it's so that's why I get angry. What's the? Did, I was at the fight, obviously the Bellu fight, and uh, I seen young, young son Anthony floating around with that big haircut of his. But uh, did you stay away from the fight then? So because you were so emotionally involved, you just thought no, or did you go? I didn't. I didn't see you. No, then. I didn't go. I was. Is that because I, you were like yeah, frustrated? I, I, couldn't, by it? I couldn't go. I mean, I was. You know, obviously I watched it on the telly because the, the bomber was on. I wanted bomber to do well. I've been friends with him a long time. Um, Marsha was on. You know, 
he's my colleague on the radio I, I get on with him boss he's a friend yeah. I wanted to go but for me it was so gut wrenching it was gut wrenching to, to not be part of that and oh, I, just, I just couldn't I couldn't. I couldn't imagine myself being there and not being on the show. Yeah, of course. It's just frustrating, mate. So what's what's the timeline like now? Um, well, your foot looks terrible, by the way. Yeah, oh, nice one. <laughs> Another scar to add to the collection. Yeah, exactly. Oh, time-wise, I mean, I reckon I'll be back. I'll be back being able to do like a, a slow, steady, steady run in I'd say six weeks. Another six weeks. I'm, I'm in the middle of going through physio at the minute. I got me bands and all the stuff to you know to help. Strengthening it, yeah, and doing everything cast to me. I don't have to take painkillers now, um. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to getting getting back on the road. I mean, the road for me is is the main place where I, I lose my weight, where I keep my weight down with the road work, yeah. and I obviously get my stamina from it. And then your sprints. Hopefully, within a few more weeks after starting, so I can start my sprinting. So um, once once that works, everything will fall back into place. Yeah, what's Obviously, at this stage in your career now, is there anything you look back and hey, think? Hey, do I, I you say that, you know, at this stage? I hate it, though, because it's. Yeah, no, but it, it's not. Then, it's, 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 you're you're bringing reality. You've got. Bringing reality to me. Oh, we're getting old. <laughs> fucking hate it. How much, with the experience you've got, though, what, 10 years ago, if you go back in time and go, what would I have done? Sort this out, you know. Because in 1996, in 1996, when I got offered a scholarship in the States when I won the Junior Olympics, I'd have stayed there. Yeah. I'd have come. I'd have never have. I, I come home because I was I was sixteen. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I remember. No, it. I was one of the first few yeah. interviews. Yeah. I didn't. Um, I didn't. I didn't realize how much of a massive opportunity that was. It's weird. It's like the whole throughout my whole career. You think it's gonna last forever. Mm. You think these opportunities are gonna, you know, keep coming and it's never gonna end. But everything ends. Everything comes to an end. So you know, any fighters out there listening to this, you know, you need to grab every opportunity you can and make the most of it. Because before you know it, mate, you're blinking, it's gone. Yeah. Do you think that part of that reason, you know, just two weeks ago, Jazza Dickens from Liverpool fought Rigondo, considered one of the best on the planet, pound for pound. People are saying he's only British champion. So it's a step too far. Ultimately, you know, he got caught with a good shot in the second round and, and broke his jaw. And, and Mick and Steve, he didn't even look. Fight. He didn't even look like he he was here. To be fair, no, he, took it, he, took like shot. He, he took it like a champ. Yeah, he didn't look it. like he was damaged at all. But is that what you're referring to? You know, stuff like that. If you'd if you'd have been advising Jazzer on that, you'd have said 100 percent take it because opportunities. It, yeah. Right. I mean, look, he's he's that's put him. In on that level now, yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's boxer, the best pound for pound. Well, the the, the, the people will say Lomachenko. People, you know, everyone's got their own of it. But he's by far one of the pound for pound best. Yeah, yeah. Un, un, unarguably. So he's put himself in that category of competing. He was doing all right. He weren't doing bad. He didn't look totally outclassed. No, you know, he, he he got in, done what he done, and. You know, it's no shame in losing to the pound for pound best on the planet, but that's put him in that bracket, bracket now to fight the world class fighters, and that's what it's all about getting to that level. Not half. You touched on it there, and we'll certainly come on to other fighters from from our region getting big shots. I Beefy Smith will come on to that later in the show, but you quickly touched on it there. You said the golden name that I like to drop into every single podcast every single week. Go He's on. my pound for pound number one, Lomachenko. Lomachenko. Ever since I seen him at Green Bank Sports Centre. Boxing in the amateurs, the European Championships. That moment, I said, was he? he was he fighting he now? Was he? Green Bank next to the no, I boxed in there, so I got to claim to fame <laughs> in front of about 150 people. No in way. the European Championships. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. I've seen a few people in the Maltese that have done the same thing, gone on to be world champions, but obviously not like Lomachenko. That yeah. guy's 
crazy special. Who do you rank then, Toe? Who's your number one? Or, or one, two, three, say? Active fighters. Yeah, active pound for pound at the <sighs> moment. Now Floyd's gone. Who, who, who do you rank as the top? Um, it's definitely Lomachenko. He's, <laughs> for me, he's the best. He's just, he's just close second to Gondo. Yeah. Um, trying to think who else. I've, I've watched a couple lately, but the, 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 see, my, my, I get... My eye gets taken by fights, yeah, like yeah. proper fights. Of course. I am not one for the word. I'm not like a, a special a stylist. I don't like styles. I don't like the the boxing. Brit. That's probably why what's cost me to get all these cuts over <laughs> me, Canadian. You know I mean, I like fights. Yeah. I like people oh, like yeah, just, just throw the style, just yeah. throw the the skill, the class out. Yeah, I love wars. So for me, I I I've seen a lot of wars, a lot of good fights where I've thought bloody hell. I mean. They're the only two that really stand out in my mind yeah. right now. Yeah, Lomachenko has just got it all. They just, they just, the, the, the levels above yeah. any other fighter that I can even come to my mind yeah. at the minute. For me, the greatest of all time. I don't care what anyone says. Argue with me all you want. Mike Tyson, meet that man was unreal, and we'll never see an athlete like him ever again. I don't care what he done, and everyone says, "Oh, he didn't fight no one." No, he boxed every number one challenger and destroyed them. Didn't just beat them. Destroyed them, yeah. and for me, no one will ever come close to him. It's because he kind of changed the game at the heavyweight division because it was so different up until that point. It was full of big men. It was full of. It was still getting over the golden era, if you like the Ali Frazier era. I think Tyson would have destroyed but it was all monsters. That. They were all big men, and then he just come kind of come from nowhere. What was he? Five ten. Five ten. I think he was two hundred and ten pounds at the age of. 13, 14, that's just an absolute beast. <laughs> a natural, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know, I can't confirm nor deny it, but I don't think he was ever a steroid user. I think he was built like that from a kid. Yeah, he was just, just naturally just massive, do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's just a, just an absolute monster. Like, we'll never see another fighter do what he done. I don't care how good Floyd is as well. I, I, I just think Tyson was just a different class altogether. Yeah. Um, I think Floyd will make a comeback, though. I think he'll have another fight. Makes yeah, too much money sense. He's, he's already... Got the, uh, he's already uh, trademarked the logo, hasn't he? TMT50, TMT50, the Money Team 50 and all that. He's got all that trademark. Yeah, he's not daft, he's a businessman. So he, he must be thinking, well, if I come back, I certainly want to keep that trademark, yeah. that perfect 50 and all. Are you surprised that he did go out on 49 and 0 with Rocky Marciano's record? Obviously, one more fight and he's. No, I think he's, I think he's signed it perfect. I think he's done, done it on purpose to build a promoter's marketability. You know, people will want to. See it happen. People will want him to do that fifty, and when he when he does do it, I mean, look how much publicity he got just from the the mention of fighting McGregor. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's, it's just he's waiting for the right time just to come back. Yeah, and and you know it, it'll be bigger than any fight he's ever had, and that's what I think his whole career is staged towards that massive, massive multi-million pound or whatever it's going to be fight. You know what I mean? So yeah. he can end his career on top, champion. And never have to work a day in his life. But there's no one else. There's no one else he can fight though. There's Not no one yet. Else Mayweather can earn more money against than he did against Pacquiao. Not yet, but he probably will be. This is why. Except he's maybe Conor. This Except is Except in a weird crossover fight. Yeah, this is why Conor he's, McGregor. But he's then. waiting. He'll, he'll only do it when the time's right. When the the, the money's right. When the person who he's going to fight right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that a fight though? We've talked about different. Is that no, even a no, fight him no. against Conor McGregor? It, it depends what are the rules going to be. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? McGregor cannot. Fight, stand up the can't way box. Floyd can. He can't, 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 can't fight like Floyd. He, 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 can't. he can't do it no way. So where do you draw the line? Because it can't all be on on Floyd's side. I don't think it's gonna happen. Same as this all is Khan business. I don't think yeah. it'll happen. I think the it's difference all just with the Khan stuff though is Khan has come out 
and said, I'll train MMA for a year and I'll fight Connor in MMA. Yeah, see, see that's, that's different. different. That's slightly that is different. That's different because he's, he's saying he'll go to his. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, look, Connor will take him down yeah, and just destroy him. Just destroy I don't think James Tony went to the UFC and yeah, got, got, got schooled. Obliterated. Uh, look, I, 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 went, I went to the cow bomb with um, Terry Etten and Paul Paul Kelly. And um, they went, yeah, I'll come down. Because so I, I was interested in it because it was just breaking through, getting big. Everyone yeah. was talking about it. So I thought, you know, I'm a big lad, I'm strong, I can handle myself a little bit. Can't be that hard. <laughs> Swear, oh, Nick, it was silly. I, I got tapped out by every novice in the police. I don't think I tapped anybody out. Tapped out by the Look, I got, I got Terry, right, and I was on my back. I got my arm in a lock under his chin. Under his chin. So he's on top of me. Yeah. I've got him in a headlock. I'm thinking, put the power on, pull yeah. up. You're choking him out here. Yeah. You know what he's done? He raised his feet off the floor, pushed his shoulder into my chin and tapped me out. <laughs> I was like, how does that work? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I've got him. I've got, got him. him. And he, just, he's gone. he just raised his legs and it was, I, was, I was choked out with my chin in my neck. Oh, it was, it's mad, but that opened my eyes to just how skillful that, that sport is. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. just about brawn. It's not just about being able to have a scrap. It's just pure tactics, pure... Constant practicing of positions, arm locks, up, you know, ways to get out. It's unreal. It's, it's really scary. Yeah. That, that you know, that you, you could come if up you against think, it and nobody on the street and get get involved in a fight and then they just tap the shit yeah, out of you. Anyone on the street that bumps into someone that's got cauliflower ears, you should just apologise and walk away. That, that's yeah. Kind of like my philosophy. Or steal it on them and hope they go yeah. out. Because <laughs> yeah. they haven't all got great chins, let's be honest. Look at Brock Lesnar, he's got no chin. And he seemed to do pretty well in MMA. So, before we uh, before we go on to talk about a bit of UFC, then let's have a little look at the fights coming up this weekend, and in particular uh, Friday night, Adonis Stevenson. Is he fighting? A lot of people rank as uh, one of the top pound for pound fighters in the world. Southpaw as well, awkward. Yeah, obviously he fought. Uh, people don't understand. People that don't do boxing don't understand just how awkward southpaws can be. It just it's just so. Fr- I for me when I fight southpaws, I have to just fight them. Once yeah. it go right through the middle. I've boxed a couple um, over the years. I've had been in some great fights with southpaws, but they're just so awkward. If you've got a if you've got a, a tricky southpaw like Rigondo, yeah. who knows how to use that style to his advantage. It's just so frustrating. They just make you make so many mistakes. You overcommit because you're trying to get in range. They just step off with that right hook and just make you look stupid. Yeah. It's horrible. I hate it. But, but obviously, everyone knows Southpaws do everything backwards and that's the problem. But what's, what else is it? What else Is it just purely that? Because you're not used to... Necessarily used well, to yeah, because ni- ni- yeah, exactly, because ninety percent of the people in the gym are orthodox. Yeah, you don't really spar with southpaws. I never. Do you make that many? Well, Carl Wall, sorry, tell a lie. He's a southpaw in Gemini, so I got quite a bit of practice with him. I learned how to deal with him. But um, as I say, not every southpaws the same. Some are really, really like Rigondo, tactically perfect. They yeah. just know how to use it to their advantage. And if you're not an experienced fighter, um, you haven't either boxed or sparred that many southpaws. You're gonna get made to look like an absolute idiot. Yeah. Do you think that's something that is what's just to bring it back to UFC for a minute has done Conor McGregor so well that the fact that he's a southpaw that the fact that his boxing seems to be what's because it's when you watch Conor McGregor and win his fights in the UFC he's, he's boxing people yeah. he's he's, he's uh, knocking you know, people out I, don't, I think it's just stand up just a bit better than everyone else who's been fighting I don't think he's a 
I wouldn't put him in a boxing ring, let's put it that way. I've seen him spar Chris Van Heden. Yeah, I've seen yeah. his spar with him and he's, he looks like a novice yeah, exactly, compared yeah. to a proper pro, do you know what I mean? Of course, which is so, what Van Heden said as well. Yeah, he is. He's, he's a novice com- compared to most pros. I just think he's he's better than most of the MMA fighters at yeah. stand-up and that's what's been the difference. Obviously, I think being a southpaw as well has helped him. Because they're very unorthodox outposts. They throw you the shots from crazy angles that you don't expect. I think that works to his advantage. But yeah, put him in the ring and this, this wouldn't have a chance against no. the top top draw pro. Stevenson then fights this weekend. Who's uh, he got? In, in Quebec. Uh, Thomas Williams Jr. Never heard of him. 20 and 1. But this is, see, this is the thing. I'm not... Even though I'm a fighter, I'm not an out and out. I won't sit there. You know the way football supporters go every match, every week, watch every. I won't. Yeah. I'll only watch the big fights. It could bores me. I've I've been around boxing for that long. Seen that it many bores fights. the life out of me. I swear to God, I'd rather sit there and play with fever. I'm just being honest. You know what I mean? I, I know me boxing, and just, but I'm just being honest. I won't sit there and watch. Do you rank Stevenson now as the best in the world in your weight division? Um, yeah, he's. You see another one, he knows how to use that southpaw style, yeah. and the guy hits like a fucking he hits like a horse. He does it like a horse, and he's very unorthodox. Um, you know, he's he's not a crazy, mad, aggressive fighter. He's a he's a box fighter. He's, yeah. he's he's sensible with what he does. He doesn't take no risks. Very rarely does he take risks, and you know, ninety percent of the time when he takes them risks, the other fellow ends up on the deck. Yeah. So yeah, he's 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 a good fighter, really good fighter. I'd say yeah, he's probably the best. In, in the weight division, I think he beats Sian Kovalev. Yeah, I do. I don't. I, I don't it's a great so fight. I don't, that's the biggest fight in the weight classes. But I don't surely. like f- for me Kovalev born. Well, is Andre I don't w- like him. Andre Ward's in the mix now as yeah, well. Yeah, but isn't he's so. another one born to watch. Yeah, it's, it's, don't get me wrong. Like 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 Rigondo, like I was saying before, they know how to use their style, their best way. Andre Ward just everything you're good at, he takes away from you. I suppose that is. The game that that is the name of boxing yeah. to 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 hit and not be hit. But isn't um, that what, isn't that what has just made Mayweather the richest athlete on the planet though? Yeah, but at least because when, when yeah. but you know people who are, who are engrossed in the fight game like us will watch Mayweather and potentially see a lot more than a layman will. But Mayweather only four pack. Yeah, don't forget the normal fell on the street. They were all moaning. Yeah. Oh, what did I pay that for? There wasn't even a knockout. There wasn't he? He doesn't take any no, chances. He, he, not Mayweather's my, never took chances. Yeah, he took himself I'm, in behind his shoulder and he's. He's made it an art. It's and an art form. And what he'd done to Pacquiao being, at that time, the the same as him, dual pound for pound, best fighter on the planet. Yeah. He made them look silly. He did, yeah, yeah. So it shows the levels, how good Mayweather is, you know what I mean? That's, Pacquiao was an amazing fighter, awesome fighter, and he just made them look silly. Yeah. And now let's talk of Pacquiao coming back as well. Eddie, he'll come back, he'll make money. And then he'll I thought, it, you know time. what? I honestly thought by now he'd be president of the Philippines. Ah. Stranger things have happened. I, I just, I just thought that was why he was getting out. What's why? Nah, I was didn't that all these sportsmen, like and movie stars and everything, getting into? Well, it's like in Russia, Fedor's like the sports minister, the old pride champion, and then you've got uh, Klitschko's over in Ukraine. He's like a big top MP there now, and it's it's mad out. It, I think it's a good thing because they're generally getting involved in like the sports ministry and stuff like that. Yeah, but, I suppose it is. They have normal down to earth people that have been in the game and you know, live um, mate the, the world they go <laughs> the world they go to pot oh he's nuts that man's just nuts I was watching a video clip of him before it, when he uppercutted himself in the head that was hilarious did you see it yeah I've seen oh it, yeah. my god I just love the way he, he bops around all the time like a country gent in the eye wellies and a tweed jacket and all that he's mad but you know what though he's gone from nothing to being a superstar exactly yeah. he's beat the man Listen, that couldn't be beat for 11 no years and that's it you know it's <laughs> made me laugh the way he sits there in his in the, 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 the head to head 
And he goes, listen, you beat me, well done to you. I don't care. I've beat the man that no one could beat for 11 years. I've been heavyweight champion of the world and I've made millions from it, so thanks for that. I don't care if you beat me. Yeah, exactly. He's right, you know what I mean? He's he's, he's down now as the legitimate, unified, heavyweight champion of the world. Beat the man that couldn't be beat and made a shitload of money out of doing it. Yeah. You can't argue with Tyson. Can't, so, can't yeah. argue with him. He's, 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 he's a bit of a clown at times, but that's what generates publicity. Listen, you know this as well as anybody because you've always been media savvy, even when you were a kid. And I try and get this over all the time. You know, the amount of the amount of young boxers or young fighters that I used to speak to, and fight fans as well, and they'd say, "Oh, you know, fucking Bellew, he's too mouthy. Oh, Tyson Fury, I don't like him. Oh, Conor McGregor, does he ever shut up? There's a there's a theme here." All these people that talk, all these people that sell themselves, all these people that build a love-hate relationship with fans, they're the ones making the most fucking money. That's it's it. not rocket science, is it? The quiet, polite people that don't get aired, don't make no dough. Exactly. Simple people don't want to see that. As much as people will say, oh, I don't like that about him, or he's, he's full of himself, or blah, blah, blah. Listen, he doesn't care. Yeah. He's making the money, whoever it is. You're making dough out of it. You're getting headlines from it. You're getting paid... The extra zeros on the check because you like that. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a business. It's not, that's, that's not who they are. That's just their business. They're selling themselves as that person. Yeah, yeah Bellew, for instance, um, you know, the way he screams and shouts after a fight before, whatever. He got him a, got him a, no, got him a film. <laughs> he got in a Rocky film. <laughs> no, Do you know what I mean? It's bad, isn't it? It's, Rocky is probably what ignited every every fighter of, of my generation. Yeah, yeah, Do you know what I mean? It's 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 legendary, and he's, he's <laughs> the, the star of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, so and he only I, got it not because he's a because of his mouth, because of his mouth, because of his mouth, the way he looks, because yeah. the way he carries himself, because the way he would have looked on screen. It so. was it was frightening the entrance that 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 part on the film when he come into a good yeah. I mean, obviously it become a reality for him, and I can't even imagine what it felt like. Yeah. But for me. Give me goosebumps. That was the night I watched that the night before the box day um, on on Haybill in London. I watched it the night before the fight, nice. so I was sitting in the cinema watching that. I got goosebumps. I was like, I can't wait to fight now. I swear, <laughs> I swear, as bomb as I want to smash coconuts. <laughs> That's what I felt like. I was just proper excited, proper ready to get in there. That just done it for me. The whole film. Yeah. Forget what part of it were bad. What it, that just give me shivers. Yeah, exactly, it done the, yeah. it done what you wanted it to do. The fact that it came through as well, that's yeah. just like unreal. Bonkers, He's I, living the dream. You know, couldn't, I, I mean, couldn't happen to a nicer fella. Testify, it genuinely couldn't happen to a nicer Everyone fella. Everyone says yeah. to me, oh, I don't like him. You don't know him. Exactly. Any, anyone who ever says to me, I don't like Tony Bell. You Bell, don't you, know him. You've never he, met him. You, you, can't, fact, you like, can't not like the guy. He's just a family man. He's an absolute diamond. I mean, I first met Tony back in 2004 or five. No, when? Before. The first Frotch press conference. Right, okay, yeah. Bloody hell, back in 2003. He come on the coach with me to the press conference. Right. Do you know what I mean? With me, and he ended up being friends with Spar, with Frotch, friends with Frotch and all that. But he come with me back then, and um, he was only, like, not a novice amateur, but I don't even think he'd won titles or nothing when I first met him. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, it's fascinating to sit back and actually think of what we've both gone through in that time and now life's life's mad how it works out it's just unreal it's fairy tale it is especially for him yeah (laughs) not half the um, we touched on it then before we move on to other fights this weekend I just want to ask you about another Liverpool boxer who I know you've got a good relationship with um, David Price and and, you know what he's had to come through as well we had David Price in the studio it was episode one actually it was our first ever show Fight Disciples it was a brilliant interview, but he was telling us how 
he can go out, he can go out on town with say Denny Matthews will be in the same bar. Yeah. And Denny Matthews, people will be fucking swanning all over him and saying how great he is, regardless of what they've achieved and everything. Pricey gets fellas starting on him. Like, oh, you think you're a big hard case and all that outside? <laughs> Six foot fucking eight. Nine. Yeah, six, six nine. I wouldn't start with him. Maybe he can whack. He can whack hard. He'll just give you the backhand and put you the kip. What's, what's that all about? I don't know. Some people just, they've got a um, small man syndrome. Yeah. They just think there are cases. Do you know what I mean? Well, they just want to try and prove that they're big and hard and they, they're not scared and no wonder. I don't get it, mate. It happens in Liverpool a little bit more than most places. Well, maybe just so. don't get it. I don't get maybe it. So. You, you touched on it with yourself, though. Pricey, similar to yourself, you know. You po- you've just one win away. You're one win away because you've got the experience, you've got the reputation, you're both ticket sellers. You're a one win away from that big shot. You're one win away from a big title shot. If you'd have won that fight at Goodison Park, as you say, European title fight next, yep. who do you think cleverly wants that hand pick for his first opponent? He'll probably look at you and go, oh, yeah, I'll have a I, I, I don't like his, of tickets. Yeah, I don't like his style, to be fair. But, think but he's you know what, what I'm trying to say is I'm not trying to pick on cleverly as such, but if he wins a world title and he gets a volunteer, you know, yeah, if, if, I, if I get my fit, yeah, of course, you're because he thinks, you, he, 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 he think, yeah, exactly. Well, he doesn't sell tickets, does he? Well, at all. Well, he doesn't sell tickets, and I would, yeah. I would. So people would sell tickets because they know they'd see a good fight. Yeah. Um, You've got the yeah. story. You'd probably spar with Bell. You, you know, it, it, we're, we're making stuff up at the moment. But the great over you, you want or two wins. Of course. Still Listen, as soon, as soon as I get back in the mix and I get a win, or as you say, two wins, I'd like to get, I'd like to get a six rounder, then possibly an eight or a ten. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Against good opposition. I don't want to be fighting bums. I want to fight no. good opposition. I want to be tested. I mean. You know, hopefully this heals perfect, and I can do that before the end of the end of the year. You know, because I'm not ready to to call it a day yet. I've still got so much to offer. Yeah, let's have a let's fast forward then. Let's have a little look again to this weekend's fight card and uh, Brooklyn Saturday night. Carl Frampton. He's give up them super. He's give up the super bantamweight. I've only ever you seen know, Santa Cruz himself. fight once, and I liked what I seen. I yeah. liked. I liked him. I like. I like his style. I like the way he, he's very. He's a sensible fighter. He's strong. Yes. He can whack. Um, but for me, Frampton, Frampton all day long. Again, I said if it before the quick fight, the second it got announced, I said Frampton will do him. I spent a lot of time with Carl in, in Belfast, and yeah. I've stayed friends with him over the years. I've seen what he does in the gym. You've never seen a, a man so dedicated to everything, down to the to even down to the nutrition. Everything's spot on. Even he's just he, got that even mentality. Early in his career, he was yeah, like even, look, I used to sit there and watch him sparring with um, Paddy Barnes. Because oh, right, yeah, that yeah. was with the pair of them in the gym. They used That's to spar. Nice. Even back then, the everything was with the pair of them was good. You could tell they were going to be champions. They were going to be good fighters. You know what I mean? And yeah. their attitude as well. I think with a lot of fighters, it does make a massive difference to to have a good attitude and want to learn, not think you're better than other people, not get a chip in your shoulder, be humble. And just get on with your work, and that's the way the pair of them were. Yeah, grafters. So I'm looking forward to it. Santa Cruz, two weight world champion now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Massive fight in the states. You know, there's going to be a massive Irish following out there. Yeah. Massive. So this is going to make him a global superstar. He's not scared to travel from. Doesn't isn't care. He? He's been in the states. Doesn't before. care. He's not. He's not phased by anything. The guy just wants to fight. You know what I mean? That's what he wants to do. And obviously, it it, it made better business sense for him to go over there. Yeah. So because he must have been offered a lot of money to do that. You know what I mean? And Again, it's the pinnacle of boxing. I mean, whether it be Vegas, New York, you're fighting in a state headline the show. Yeah, that's that's what you dream of. I mean, apart from your own thing in this country, like Bellew, did Goodison or Wembley or whoever, yeah. Carl Froch in front of eighty thousand people yeah, at Wembley. <laughs> at Wembley yeah. You know what I mean? That that is your your own personal, but on a whole, for any fighter, you want a headline in in, in America. 
Yeah, of course, that's like a dream come true. And that's, <coughs> is that something you think then McGuigan's deliberately done? Got Because he's fought over in the States before. I think this is his third Well, he's done everything domestically here, hasn't he? So, yeah, he wants to get known over there. I think he wants to make him a, a, make, more a, money. a, a make more money and be a bigger name worldwide. Because yeah. Carl's got the ability to be a, one of the greats. Yeah. You know, if not already, he's got his name cemented there. You know, he's got he's got, got a chance now to portray himself over there. And um, hopefully after this fight, World champion of this year. I don't know who the other champions are at the way twos. Well, the, the, the one I was going to mention was Lee Selby, who fights out of Wales, who's different class. But ah, I'd stay well away from Selby. His style is so awkward. He and is horrible completely. And completely. Like 100% it's just any fighters just need to stay away from Lee Selby. The yeah. guy can bang as well, like yeah. hard. He's just one of them. Not you know, you'd only fight him if you have to. If you, yeah. if these your mandatory and you get made to fight him because yeah. it's it's a business, mate. You want to make the most money you can at the most. You know, in the in the short space of time that you've got, you need to capitalize on it. Because Selby now talking about oh, whoever wins this fight, they're definitely going to fight me, and they're going to have to come over to Wales. I'm thinking, you you don't call the shots. Like the winner of this fight calls the shots. In my yeah, opinion. that's it. Yeah, and then at least Selby has to travel. Well, if, it's if not he's like, lucky enough to get the you know, it's, chance. It's not like Santa Cruz is someone. He's just someone. He's in, he's he's more known than Selby world worldwide. Do you know what I mean? So he. He's he's the man, and if Carl beats the man, then that makes him the man. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not, I don't get me wrong. Look, he's world champion, Selby, and deserves it. You know, credit, deserves respect. But you know who's who's the power, yeah. and it's, it's them two. Frampton, the yeah, Frampton, and Frampton, and the other fella, Sanskrit, is the draw. He's not a draw. Yeah. Before I ask you about Beefy Smith, then, because I want to, I want to ask wait you about for Beefy that, by the his, his chance against Canelo. Me, I'm so excited. Just on that point, then obviously you, you talked then about training with Frampton and Paddy Barnes and all that. Who, who you who you in, in the gym with at the moment that listeners should try and look out for? What young pros have you seen mixing around now? <coughs> the Northwest that look good to you? Oh, for me, for me, in our stable alone, you know, I'm, I say in Derry Matthews' gym with um, Scotty Hamilton and Georgie Vaughan's there with us. Um, he's got a few lads who he's looking after at the minute. That for me, I think they're going to do big things. JJ Metcalf, yeah, little Jay, little well, Jay. He's a monster. That was dad well, as you know. Yeah, well, dad give me an It's just, it's just, just like his dad. He's just yeah. like looking at Shay. But yeah. for me, he does everything Shay done, fitness wise, strength wise, aggression wise, but with better boxing ability. And yeah. that's no disrespect to Jimmy. Jimmy's a world champion, went yeah. to level I didn't achieve. Yeah. So I'm not. Oh, shit. What he done was brilliant, oh, massive door in the city. But for me, Jay's a little bit better. Wow. For me, honestly, I see him every day. But his, his attitude, he's got it from his dad. G- Jimmy Neary has done he's a, a that his, he's done a great job transferring what he got into his kids because yeah. Jay's dead respectful, dead polite, gentleman, trained like an absolute demon, yeah. ripped to the bone physically. You know, he's game for a fight like his dad was. So he's exciting. Um, Ryan Morad went right through Gemini with Ryan. I've known him since he was a baby. Yeah. Um, very dedicated lad. Amazing hand speed. Amazing boxing ability. As he's getting older now, you know, he's, he's starting to develop a little bit of punch power. So he's just signed with MGM, um, which is, you know, is a massive boxing brand at the minute. They're, they're putting on shows here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that he gets his opportunity now, you know, and I think he's, he was saying to me on the phone before he's going to be going out September. I think he's out September, October. So, you know, this hopefully could be the start. Of, I'm not sure how many he's had now. I think he's lost one out of about eight or nine. Yes, he? yeah, yeah. I think he's approaching double figures now. Yeah, eight or nine. But I, I do fancy him. I think he'll win titles, the, the, you know, towards the end of this year or maybe daily next year. Yeah. You're still loving it? Are you still I, loving it? I'm lost without it. Yeah. I'm lost without it. I swear. This is what I say to people, you know, we're getting old now, Dodd. And I'm <laughs> like, 
Would you know if I went in the gym and I couldn't reach the levels that I've reached in the past or better them, I wouldn't be in the gym. I don't yeah, want to. Yeah. Listen, I'm ugly enough. I don't want to get this face smashed up anymore. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I genuinely still think that I can bring something and, and, and win titles. Maybe the world dream's gone, maybe, but I still think domestically I can win titles. Yeah. Okay, then let's we've, we've put it off long enough. Before we before we finish the show with a little bit of UFC action, let's just take a minute to get excited about. Dallas Stadium, eighty thousand fans. I, the, I was more excited Smith. about absolutely destroying him on FIFA this night because <laughs> <laughs> he's beat me loads of times. And I used my PSG team, and I, you know, I, I beat him. I can't remember what the score was, but I beat him by a couple of goals. So I was buzzing with that. <laughs> so yeah, back to Dallas. Um, you know, we were saying before about every fighter's dream is the headline in the states. You know, but Dallas. Isn't isn't Dallas the capital of Texas? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, look how big Texas is. It's oh, no, yeah. huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And is it, I reckon there's going to be over 100,000 people there in the, yeah. you know... It's a massive Mexican community, which exactly. is why they're taking Canelo there. Because they daft. They're not the daft. Tickets, there's, there's tons and tons and tons and tons more um, revenue over there. So it's just business, Obviously, again. We, we, me and Adam were talking about it last week because it just got announced last week and we were we were both bouncing off the walls getting excited but you know and Adam was saying oh you know he's got to walk out second fucking Beefy's got to walk out second he's the champ and I said you know what I don't think he gives a shit he no, doesn't no, care no Liam he doesn't give a shit when he walks out second he's not asked he doesn't give a no he's not asked as long as you're proper Canelo's professional. in the ring and he gets to meet him that's it and oh. the payday's waiting for him at look the at, end of it look at, look at it look at it he's a, he's a scouser yeah. from Kirkdale Course. Do you know what I mean? He's defending, fighting, not fighting it. He's defending as well. Yeah, he's world champion defending against probably the face of boxing at the minute. Yeah, completely. everyone knows who Canelo is. He's the what the hell is like me back in my prime fighting Joe Calzaghe. Yeah. It's it's do you know what I mean? it's that's that's what it is, and he's living the dream. And now I know a lot of people when the fight announced. Ooh, don't, for me, I'm telling you now, Beefy's gonna gonna shock a lot of people. Yeah. I think his defense. Is unreal world class defense. He's it, he's improved out of all the brothers for me. He's improved the most out yeah. of all the brothers. He's he's shone through when everyone was forgetting about him. Well, he's come out of his shell. He should be a household name for what he's done yeah. for the fights he's been in. You know, because because it's on one of the lesser viewed stations. No one's seen. He hasn't got the exposure he deserves. You know, because his fights have been. <laughs> You know, edge of the seat stuff where you think, oh, and it's toe to toe non stop. Is yeah. his, his defense is it? You appreciate before, yeah, entertaining fights. He takes risks. Yeah, he puts it on people. He doesn't sit back and stick to the the finer styles of boxing and jab and move. Nah, gets in there and let's go. Yeah, and you know, he's, he, but he, as I say, I'll point on it again. His defense for me is what's improved the most about his whole game. His defense and his shots as well. I hear Paul saying when he spars with Pifi. Um, he, he finds it harder than sparring with Callum because his shots come from everywhere. Right. His, 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 his shot, his shot, um, how can I put it? What's the word? My mind's gone blank. There's a array of shots, you mean? Is yeah. It's just Arsenal. It's just so different. Yeah. just so different. He's, he's not he's not a one-trick pony. He's, he doesn't look for like certain shots. He's just, he's good at everything and he throws yeah. them from every angle. And Paul was saying like he finds them hard to swallow with, you know what I mean? So... Imagine that house. Imagine that what that house was like <laughs> when you were kids. It must have been. Oh, that's hell. why Paul. That's why Paul Senior is so big because he's yeah, probably the, pushing them apart. That must have been fun in that house. Because <laughs> when they come through, obviously <clears throat> we knew they would all eventually turn pro, and 
you know, it didn't take a rocket scientist to look at them and go, okay, well, you know, Stephen's the stylist and Paul's the body hunter, yeah. you know, and, and, and Beefy's the, like, the, the worker, the engine, the cardio. So you get a slice of all that into Callum. And Callum's got the size then to add yeah, real yeah. money to the gate. Scary so, Callum. Oh, it's phenom- phenomenal it's talent. Mate. So everyone was like, oh yeah, it's Callum, it's going to be Callum. But you're right, Beefy's gone right under the radar. And Beefy's a lot better than he's given credit for. He's the first one to be a real champion. Yeah. You know, he's the dark horse of the, of all, all of the brothers. But as I say, for the last two years, he's just, I've, I've honestly watched him. I mean, I always thought he was British Commonwealth. To win a European was a massive achievement for him. I thought that was his level, yeah. British Commonwealth. But for me, every fight I've watched him, something's improved. Even the slightest little thing, he's improved. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm with the first one to say I'm made up that he's, he's gone on and done massive things, God become yeah. world champion. It's, it's, it's every fighter's dream, and couldn't happen to a nice lad. Yeah, with a fight like this, then, to what? Um, <clears throat> you know, let's let's put aside the fact that he's fighting a legend, that it's going to be in front of eighty thousand crazy Mexicans. That's a little bit hard to whatever. just put to the side. <laughs> I know. Let's just try and forget about it for a minute. You know. I, I was trying to touch on it last week. Surely, Beefy, as the champion, this has changed your life money. And oh, I, I know Beefy won't give a shit about that. You know, long term in the future. Whatever uh, whatever you hear, he's going to get, I can guarantee you. It's job to go, that's the most important thing. In Beefy's mind, it's not the most important no, thing. No, it's not, because he just wants to fight and beat him and get him. He just wants yeah, to fight. Yeah, yeah, that's a fighter's but mentality. But I'm sure Paul Senior and all the family and the management and and, and This will set you for your life. They've got him a deal. This will set you and your kids. You and your kids will never have to work. Of course. And that is... That alone is some achievement. So imagine, but listen, that will be the last, like you said, that. but that will be the last thing on his mind. It's oh, mad yeah, as a yeah. fighter, you know, you don't look at that. Yeah. It's like when I, like prize fighter, it was only now when I look back at how gut-wrenching it was, I got losers' money for that. Yeah. I won my first fight, got cut by headbutt. Yeah. Second fight, got cut again. It was, the, another cut, the other cut was made worse. Now, the way it, it goes, if you go to the final, you should get, the winner gets 32, the loser gets 18. I ended up walking away from that with 6,000 quid. Because you couldn't And I got to the, the final. final. I got to the final, do you know what I mean? So, at the time, this yeah. going back to the fighters' mentality, at the time, I didn't get... I was like, two good performances, two wins, don't care about the money. But, but looking back now, yeah, yeah. everything's about off. making money, do you know what I mean? You've got to make money for your family to provide for them, pay bills. They don't pay themselves, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, now, looking back, it's gut-wrenching. And I hope Beefy has done them things that you've said. I hope he has. I'm sure he's he a massive sure he deal has, for himself. It, you know, the, the lads are far from daft, you know, they've got a good yeah. team around them. So I, I just hope it's, as I said to Adam last week, I don't give a fuck whoever he walks out before before the place even fills up. It doesn't, ba- doesn't matter to me. I just want to make sure, and I'm sure he has, this should be change your life money. You don't fight Canelo for those 80,000 Mexicans and put your own world title on the line without getting change your life money. So of course, he's got uh, champion money. Exactly. Right, before we. I just want to quickly talk about the Josh Warrington. That can't now. be a, a, an no, hour. No, it's not. No, before we before we start wrapping up, let me just ask you then, because you touched on Prize Fighter, and we've spoke about this, me and Adam, previously. Why hasn't Eddie Hearn or other professional boxing promoters, Warren or whoever, why haven't they built on the Prize Fighter elements, i.e. the more fights you win, the bonus? Now, before you say anything, I'm not saying I have two fights in one night, because that's Prize Fighter, that's, that's its model. 
But what about the UFC model where they give a, a, an award, fifty grand bonus for knockout of the night or performance of the night? I Why think they, they did. I think, no, I think they no. Maybe yeah, you're right there. But I think they did do that with the prize fighter. Yeah, it was the prize fighter. It. Yeah, you got you got a bonus knockout. Yeah, well, I should have got I should have got bonus money as well. As well, didn't he? Where the quicker you knock someone out, the more your money. So it started at twenty grand. Yeah, that was Quigley won it, didn't he? Nick Quigley won it. Yeah, I got off to go on that as well. So why why hasn't Eddie in on a Saturday night on Sky? Because let's be honest, you know. I'll tell you, you exactly why. And, and it's it's journeyman against upstart for the first six fights. And then you get a couple of mediocre fights. And then you get two or three, if you're lucky, big fights at the end worth watching. Mm. So why not go to the entire card? Right, boys. Knockout of the night. Someone's going to get a 10 grand bonus. Because he's happy with the way the money is now. <laughs> he's happy with what he's getting from Sky. But he's happy that, that the fighters are fighting. And more? Wouldn't that make... I'd, give I'd fighters make more incentive. I'd watch every single boxing show on Sky from the moment they started. If I knew the first guy could get a box. I don't know, maybe that's something that people need to tweet out the air about and yeah. maybe people need to do a little, you know, a little bit of forcefulness on it, get on his case and putting these ideas to him because I'm sure he'll listen. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a guy that wants he's his... He yeah, wants matchroom to boxing to, to stay strong, to get better, to improve. So maybe yeah. this is something to put to him. Uh, me, it makes sense what you're saying. Yeah, I was always curious but, um, He's obviously happy with what he's what he's doing at the minute with Sky, and obviously he doesn't have the final say because Sky do. So yeah. maybe they don't fancy. It. I don't know. Maybe he's he's brought it up to them. I don't know. You'd have maybe. to ask him. Or maybe you know what? Do you know what? Maybe the border control wouldn't would, like wouldn't it. be all over it. Mm. Yeah. I like Rob Smith. I think Rob Smith. He's old school. I think yeah, he is, he, yeah, yeah. I think he'd be game for something like that. To be fair, but it's not just him. Is it the board? Yeah, it's the whole board. So I don't know. Maybe maybe in future, a few people need I'd to like tweet to him. And, because and, yeah. I think you know, if I watch boxing on Sky now, you know, and I'm interested in say two or three fights, I'll flick backwards and forwards. I, you know what? There's so much on now. It's yeah. so competitive. Yeah. I don't know TV why they now. stopped the prize fighter. Why they're still not doing it? Because that was exciting. Yeah, I enjoyed watching the prize fighters. It was it was class. Because you got enamoured with the fight, even if you didn't know the fighters when you first tuned in. Oh, oh my Honest, God, this fella's in the army and this fella's this and that's a story. Oh my God, he's that got was two young pro- kids. probably one of the involved. one of the best sporting days of my life. It, to be part of it and our the adrenaline's pumping, then you're dead relaxed, and the yeah. adrenaline's pumping again. <laughs> Trust me, I slept that night, mate. I slept <laughs> after that. I mean, my face was a mess, but I slept. But uh, it's so exciting. I mean, I've been in massive title fights. I've headline arenas. I, I know what the feelings like. Yeah. Prize fighter was different. It was just so exciting. It was like wow. being a kid in a playground. Was it like being back in the amateurs? Was no, it was being like being a kid in a playground. Play- it was like being a kid in a playground. It was, it was <laughs> brilliant. I, I loved every minute of it. And I can't emphasise enough for people to, you know, if they ever have an opportunity to go in and if they do it again, to, to get involved. It's, yeah. it's amazing. That's strange. I wonder why they have stopped it. I don't know. I wonder why they have stopped it. There's, a, there's something else for listeners to tweet at the end about. Bring back prize fighter and we won. <laughs> Performance bonuses on Saturday nights as well. Yep. Okay, right, before we wrap up then, let's have a final look at the card this weekend. And we, we were talking about the featherweights there. Josh Warrington headlines a card again. WBC International Featherweight title fight. Luke Campbell's make, rebuilding his comeback on this card. I like as Luke well. Campbell. I think a good fighter, make quality. Yeah. Will that loss that Luke Campbell suffered oh, long term, surely that's done better for him, hasn't it? Yeah, no, obviously, there's, listen, you don't. You don't learn nothing by knocking people over every week and getting easy fights. You don't learn nothing by that. You need to be tested. You need to be shown that not everyone just falls over. Yeah. So that'll, you know, as long as he's, t- it seems to me like he has, he's took it on board, he's learned from it. He's gone back in the gym, he's trying to correct things he's done wrong. You know, he's going to use it as a tool. Yeah. So as long as you've got that attitude and that willingness to, to, to put it right and to work and know that, 
not everyone falls over and make your whole game better. I think it's a it's a it's a it's a very very valuable lesson that needs to be learned yeah. in the world of boxing for every fighter. Yeah, you don't get nowhere by just getting your own way all the time. You don't no, learn you don't. nothing by getting your own way. You don't, and that's you know that kid. <clears throat> I'll, I'll go back to the kid that beat him. When I was talking to Shane about him, Shane, I was down with Shane McGuigan and he was saying we brought him up for sparring with Franton. Franton punched holes in him. absolutely destroyed that kid. Really, yeah. Yeah, again, because he's a seasoned, seasoned pro. Yeah. Been there, been to the well, had the obstacles put in front of him, knows how to deal with it. Yeah. And hopefully Luke will take all that on board and make it right. Well, that's it. It's tough at the moment because the, the boxing is so big again, which is brilliant. It's so big again in the UK especially. But then there's so much pressure on the likes of Luke Campbell, on the likes of Anthony Joshua. Expectations, okay. yeah. They get, they, get, they get good money for the expectation, but there's big expectation on them and there's a lot yeah, of pressure. It's massive pressure. I can't... I, I mean, listen, I've, I've, I've been under pressure, obviously, because so much was expected of me so early. Um, but again, I got a draw in my... I think it was my eighth fight. Yeah. So it brought me down a peg or two, which was a valuable lesson for me then. So the pressure was sort of off me. Yeah. The pressure will be off Campbell now. Yeah. Well, obviously you'll still have a bit of pressure, but it won't be to the level like it was before. Golden boy, gold medalist. Joshua, I can't imagine how that man feels. (laughs) That must be super pressure. Yeah, it's it's incredible, but he's handled it so well. He just seems like such a nice guy as well. Come right over to me. I was in the in the Bellu Cleverly fight. He was on the undercard, Bonnie. Yeah. So and he spotted me to to the backstage and I was stood there and he'd come right over to me. He's like, Look so nice to meet you, blah blah blah. Because obviously I've him being younger than me, he's watched me on the telly growing up, and it was nice for him to come over and introduce himself. Got a picture with me, little lad, and that's so all. It was nice, he's a gentleman of a fella. That's so it. humble, so humble. Yeah, yeah. Unreal, I wouldn't Maybe that's why he's so successful because he yeah. is so humble about it, you know. I don't like the, um, the arrogance of some fighters and the way the, the I don't know, it's like someone owes them something. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Do you understand that? Because they've achieved something. Yeah, because they think that someone, listen, you're a good fighter, well done, but lose the attitude. Yeah, yeah. Trying to think of fighters' names so I can say it. Yeah. But just just to say any fucking Premier League footballer, yeah, they, they all walk around like that, don't they? Ninety percent of them walk around like that. A lot so. of balance. A lot Still, of them. on the card this weekend, talking about Anthony Joshua, Dillian White. I like Dillian, you know. I like him, you know. I like I like him as a fighter. He's he exciting. Joshua. He he's exciting. Joshua, like he's, he's exciting. See, that's what scares me about. Um, we'll talk about Dillian in a minute, but it scares me about hey, uh, Joshua. For me. David Hayes is a no-go for Anthony Joshua. He should yeah, not yeah. go anywhere near David Hayes. David Hayes' elusiveness, his speed and his power is frightening. Yeah. He hits Joshua with one of them shots. Joshua's going out. Out. Yeah. Trust me. Now, back to Dillian. I think um, what we were saying before about Campbell, about learning. I think Dillian has learned from his mistakes. He's got his shoulder fixed. Um, he's back, stayed in the gym as much as he could, getting all sorts of... Um, Treatment on his shoulder to strengthen it up. He's absolutely smashing in the gym. He's, it seems to me like I mean I've got a friend who's a friend of his, and he's been telling me look his attitude's changed. He's made up with his new trainer Mark Tibbs. Mark is a very good trainer by the way because obviously I was with Jimmy and That's Mark right. was with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mark's a very good trainer. I think he'll bring out a different level to Dillian. I think um, two more fight Dillian will get another shot at Joshua. Yeah. I think because of the way the other fight went, it yeah, was exciting. It's, it's six rounds, six, seven rounds. That's right. Yeah, I think yeah, six, seven, seven rounds. Round, it was yeah. exciting. It was. Yeah. It wasn't a boring fight. You know what I mean, it was exciting. Well, it was probably to watch. Joshua's most entertaining fight so far. Exactly. So I think that it makes sense to do it again, providing Dillian can get two decent wins. Yeah. Just on that heavyweight division, you touched on it then with him. <coughs> 
Hey, what, what do you think of Hayes' comeback so far? You're his mate. I know you're going to support I him. You're his spoke, mate. I'm, I'm not knocking no, him. He's out the O2. I haven't spoke to David since my last fight. Right. He's gone off the radar. I just yeah, don't yeah. know what he's doing. He's gone off the radar. But yeah, I think he could have picked better opposition. Mm. I think the guy he boxed last was poor. Um, you know, but again, people don't understand it's a business. Of course it is, yeah, exactly. And he's he's getting paid. To, a killer when he's the least the risk team. the least risk until he has to be taken. Yeah. You know, he's been there, he's had he's been undisputed cruiserweight champion of the world, he's been heavyweight, heavyweight champion, champion of, the of the world, he's done what needs to be done at the pinnacle of his career. Why take any risks? Yeah. Get least risk as possible on maximum rewards. Yeah. I can't fault him for that. No. Do you know what I mean? Well, he's obviously never going to get the Tyson Fury fight as a fi- history. Exactly. As a fighter, as a fight fan, it's frustrating because you want to see the best fight the best. Yeah, yeah. That's just not the way it works. But the Joshua guys. fight for me, I can see that happening. I can see it happening. It makes don't business sense for both. Eddie in, I wouldn't make it happen. No. But financially, that sells out Wembley, doesn't it? Well, that it needs to hurry up and happen because David, David, David is 36 in October or September or October. But that's what I mean. It needs to happen for David. It doesn't need to happen right now for Anthony Joshua. Exactly. So because that's know, the biggest for me right now. It's the biggest fight out there. That's probably the, the biggest, biggest fight financially. Out there. Two London the, boys fighting for the world title I, at Wembley. They both sell out the O2 on it their own. It fascinates me how Deontay Wilder is WBC champion because that guy is so raw novice. Mm. How he doesn't get it yeah. and knocked out. I don't know. Do you see him spar with Hey? Hey just near, near now, put him over a few mates, times because I, I spoke about this last week why isn't David A screaming for the rooftops for Deontay Wilder saying come over here fight me at Wembley I'll sell it out because it'll probably have to be on Deontay's terms whereas if it's over here it'll be 50-50 with well, Deontay Wilder was about to fight Pavukin in Russia so he'll he'll go he'll travel abroad because he's obviously not a big ticket yeah but he'll want, he'll want the lion's share of the, the, the money and it's it's, it's, it's more happen with David David's a household name people know who he is he's not going to do that but that belt that WBC belt unlocks Joshua though doesn't it does it though you don't know lad he's that much involved yeah. in like politics and the problem I think with David versus Joshua is it's got to happen and it will happen eventually but the problem reason it won't happen now is you know, you can argue David's not done enough to secure a shot at a world title since he's come back. What does he bring to the table? Well, he sells out the O2. Well, Anthony Joshua sells out the O2. So, basically what you're saying is, you match him with David A, they sell out Wembley. I can see that, no problem. That's the only benefit... Flotch would be gutted because he's not the only one that can say of boxing under yeah, 80,000 people at Wembley. Wembley. Yeah. <laughs> that sells out Wembley in a heartbeat. Yeah, of course it does. That gets sold out within, within 24 hours. But Hayes a risk, fight for Joshua. Yeah, it's a too risky. elusive. Right now, bang. too risky. I yeah, think yeah. he'll wait... And but if he beats Wilder months. and gets a WBC, well then, suddenly it's a unification fight. Yeah, again, as a fight fan, that's that's perfect for us, but it won't happen. No. No, won't happen. David David is, he knows he's a massive, um, massive draw yeah. and wants to be in control of that. Yeah. And obviously, with what, other... What's driving him then? What's, what's driving David A? Because you know him better than most. He's financially secure for life. Yeah, you know he's he's not he's not a poor man from the far stretch of it. What's driving him? Because he's been the heavyweight champion of the world. He's been the undisputed cruiserweight champion of the world. When I was when I was down in London, we were spending time together and that were training and whatever. Um, for me, it seemed like he was more switched on. It's like he knew that it was coming to an end. Yeah, do you get what I mean? It's like all of our career. Listen, we we were on camp in London. We we were on the England team for the um, we boxed against Russia and we were in the training camp in Crystal Palace. And we were there, we were told to get there at, say, 10 in the morning. The whole camp, the whole team together, 10 in the morning. Now, I live in Liverpool. I got to Crystal Palace on time. Got there on time. David strolled into the gym that, mind you, lived round the corner. Literally 10 minutes on the train. 
he didn't come into the gym until ten past eight that night. Oh my God. Strolled in late. Do you know what I mean? That was the, that's late. the type of guy that he is. It's like everything just goes over his head. Yeah. It's just it's like he didn't care. But being down, spending time with him like before the last fight, um, it seemed like he he, he realizes how times against him. Times against him. How much of a of 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 a big opportunity it can be if he does things the right way. If yeah. he trains properly, lives properly, promotes himself properly, it can be massive. If he, two-time heavyweight champion of the world. You know, his name's in history books already, undisputed cruiserweight heavyweight champion of the world. You know, obviously he can cement that and be one of the greats if he goes on to win more world titles, you know what I mean? And this fight with Bellew, um, we were actually speaking about that. David rung me and said, you know, speak to Bomber. Bomber was like, yeah, I'm game for that. If it makes business sense, I'm game for this. So, that was in the pipeline before they started slagging each other off. Right, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was already getting spoke about. They were already talking about it might happen before Bomber won his world title. Right. Before David had, had his second comeback fight, you know what I mean? They were talking about it happening. So you never know. Possibility yeah. that could happen. That'd be a massive fight as well. But that would be, a, it'd obviously be an heavyweight. <laughs> I don't know. Or it'd be like a catchweight type I, 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 of thing. I think like it would be thing. probably a catchweight. David's not a massive heavyweight anyway. 16 no, no. stone. So it wouldn't be hard for him to get down to 15. Yeah. Bomber walks around 15 stone anyway. He's a big lad. He's 6'4". The similar size. Do you know what I mean? What a boss fight that would be. Yeah, it'd be, and I wouldn't for me. I, w- I wouldn't like to see. You know, I wouldn't. I no, don't like my mates. mates. I don't like my mates yeah. fighting. Yeah, I, uh, from a boxing point of view, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to stay and watch it because I know it'd be exciting. I know the pair of them would just put it on the line and just be like Fielding and, and Smith. Just be like <laughs> yeah. a you know a, a gun show. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Gun show with whoever lands is going to get it. So. Yeah, it'd be exciting to watch for the fans, but from a personal point of view, I wouldn't like to see it. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Okay, Tom, before I let you go then, we've talked about a little bit about the UFC there earlier on in the show, but I just want to wrap up this weekend's fight card because we have a lot of UFC fans that listen to the show. Last week, I predicted uh, that Valentina Shevchenko was going to beat Holly Holm, that it was going to be a great fight. It was. I'm going to I'm gonna take one for the team there. See, now I, this I very is... rarely get fights right, so I'm going to Yeah, I didn't see it, but he had obviously heard about it. I was surprised by it. Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone was. Everyone expected Holm to win because of what she done to Ronda. Exactly. Adam looked across from me in the studio and said, who is this Shevchenko girl? I never heard of her. You know, she doesn't stand a chance, does she? And I was like, you know what? She's a... Something like twenty-time Mai Tai World Champion. She's got the stand-up to beat Holly Holm, even yeah. though she was the best boxer on the planet at one point, because she's got the array of kicks and all that, and that's how proved out. That's how she won that fight. So I just wanted to mark me card on that one. But looking ahead to this weekend, UFC two hundred one big pay-per-view event on Saturday night. This Saturday, Sport, yeah. yeah, it's on BT Sport in the UK. It's Robbie Lawler defending his world is welterweight world title he against fight him. Tyron Woodley. Now Robbie Lawler. If you were to say to me, Nick, which UFC fighter should I watch? Knowing what you've just said earlier in the show about fighters who just take it, put it, leave it all in. I've there. seen his clips on Robbie on, Lawler. On Instagram. Is your guy to watch? Yeah, then. I've seen he's the clips monster. on Instagram. He is. He's a beast. Like to be fair, he's um, gung ho. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's what you want. So it's exciting. Yeah. You know, you know, none of that jujitsu stuff. I'm not, none of that takedown stuff. I'm not a massive <laughs> fan of the UFC. I've, I watch the big fights because they're obviously publicised. But I yeah. know his name because yeah, yeah. I've seen the clips of him and I remember them. He's yeah, he's a good fighter. Just just on that fight this weekend, then let me get your opinion on this. He's fighting Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley is from the same camp. They they're trained by the same coaches. They spar with the same sparring partners. What they've done is, don't get me wrong, for this fight, they've split and Tyron Woodley's gone and trained somewhere else. He's back home in, in Mississippi or whatever it is. And he's he's had a training camp there. But the owners of the gym, um, they're not training Lawler either. Some of the coaches are, obviously. But the actual owners went, right, 
you're the two best welterweights on the world. You're fighting for the title. We're not going to get involved. Used to go and do your own camps, whatever you want to do. We're not getting involved. That's your team. Woodley's gone away to do his team and all that. That's the way it should be. Yeah. How, how do you approach that from a fighter's perspective? How would you get your heads around? Because it, you know, we had the World MMA Awards, the Fighters Only magazine hosted the World MMA Awards in Vegas in January. These two sat next to each other on the front row. They're mates. They know each other. They're fighting <coughs> for the world title on Saturday night. How difficult would that be from a from a fighter's perspective? It, it, everyone's different. Everyone will take it differently. Me, I've, whoever I've been friendly with, it's worked against me. It, I, it's, you know, I, I think of... You need to have that hate and that dislike for someone yeah. when you fight you, them. You fought Paul a second time. Paul yeah, Smith. and look, me and Paul, <laughs> me and Paul go back since he was. Well, we were both 15, 14, yeah, yeah. 13. We, we've not. We've been on a circuit together for years. So we spent time together. We, but, uh, so it was not nice fighting your friend. You know what I mean? But it's business. You got. You got to do it. You got a job to do. You got to do it. Yeah. Um. I think as a fighter, that's the way you have to look at it. It is a business, it is an opportunity, and obviously it sounds, from what you're saying, it's a massive fight. Yeah. Um, so you have to... Be, I think because of the discipline and the, the mental side that it actually takes to be a fighter, I think you learn to deal with it in yourself because of that um, discipline. Because of that discipline, you're like, well, it's just a fight. The second that bell goes, everything's put aside and you just go at it. Yeah. And I think a lot of fighters are like that. This is the problem with the... This is, you know, a small problem and it doesn't come up a lot. I think this is only the second time in my memory it's come up that two teammates have had to fight for it. But this is the problem with the UFC. There is only one world title in the UFC. So if you've got two welterweights from the same gym pushing each other every day, sparring each other every day, it's kind of inevitable, isn't it? Because they don't have a variation yeah, of, of titles. Yeah, no. You know, you and yourself, your teammate, you can go, well, I'll go WBC, you go WBA. You know, and if it becomes inevitable, then we'll do it, kind of thing. But It makes more money sense, yeah, to yeah. have more titles. I mean, but how would you do that, though, with the UFC? It's mad. I spoke to Woodley just a few months ago and Woodley said, you know, yeah, he's friendly with Lola, yeah, they've trained together, you know, they've socialised together. But he said that, this is my dream as well. I've trained for 20 years of my life to become champion. Can you remember what Paul Smith said to us when we left this studio when before any of the fights happened? He's like, lad, if it made money sense, I'd fight me ma. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's what fighters are. They know what's at stake. They know what it's about. They know what it's for. Yeah. And point being, this is obviously for them. Massive money opportunity, massive um, you know progression opportunity for him in his career to make a massive name for himself and obviously win a title. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a no-brainer. Yeah, strange one from that camp. Though, isn't it? Imagine them all watching it on Saturday know, night. Lemon and Wolf Slayer, they used to be like that. As I say again, I'm not a massive. I'm not <laughs> I mean, a massive. Who, 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 in the chat in the camp, you wouldn't need to cheer for anyone. No, You'd be no. kind of going. I just hope no one gets it. I hope it's a good. Oh, you can hope for surely is good, a good fight, fight and everyone come out. Yeah, you want to have a good yeah. fight, make a load of money, and ideally a draw and you have a rematch and make even more money. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> or, or you know, have a trilogy like Gatti Ward and be along them lines. A crazy madass fight. So it's been a pleasure. As always, Let's mate. Let's not leave it so long next time before we have a catch-up. you got kids now and you business know, and you're away. You just don't get a phone call or not no more of exactly, you. Yeah. We used to go to the gym together. Saying, Look at me I now. I wouldn't I be able to play tennis with you. Never mind box. I mean, Unbelievable. I'll have to get down and see Scotty, though. I've been messaging him on Facebook. I'll have to get down and Yeah, he's good. Good trainer. Good. He's, um, I think he's a perfectionist. Yeah. He's Everything is... He, he studies, he do, and if he's got something new, he's like a kid with a new toy that wants to try it out on you. Do you Please. know what I mean? If it ways to kill you, he's that happy. Enthusiasm, yeah. Just the, f- the fetal position is a is a ongoing thing every day when I train with him. <laughs> and just lying, killing a ball in pain. So yeah, he's, he's good like that. 
good. We'll have to get him on the show. Of course. Listen, any listeners as well, before you sign off, subscribe to the podcast. It's free. And uh, if you can, leave us a five-star rating because it shoots us right up the charts. I will catch you next week for episode 25 with my partner in crime, Adam, will be back in the studio. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.